Shown it to the listeners, but there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I may or may not have gotten that for Father's Day. Who knows? You have a good Father's Day. I've got a couple of them. I've got a couple of them myself. So, <laughs> you have a good Father's Day. I did. I did. It's always good when uh, the ladies are uh, serving me. So that was good stuff. So hey, there you go. There yeah. you go. Getting gifts and. Uh, and getting meals uh, fixed for me. And, and, and I got to watch whatever I wanted to watch. So that was even better. There you go. <laughs> Didn't have to set the DVR and watch it after everybody went to bed. Huh? There you go. <laughs> How about you? That's awesome. Yeah, we went to church and then had lunch and then saw the new Disney movie, which was really good, called Elemental. Okay, I've, I've been thinking about that one. So it was oh, a good movie. Yeah, it was really good. Okay. Really enjoyed it. I actually stayed awake for the whole movie. That's how you can tell that we oh, yeah. Well, there you go. That's it. That's that's how we gauge those things. So, <laughs> But uh, I was telling listeners, Andrew won't be with us today, so it's just the two of us tonight and a uh, lot to talk about. There's a ton, man. There's some guy named Zion Williamson or something. Oh, you heard of that guy? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, what is he doing nowadays? Because he's usually not involving basketball. <laughs> we will always keep this show G-rated, y'all. But well, even with it being G-rated, it, it still doesn't involve basketball because he's never on the court. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, let's just, obviously, we know the whole Mariah Mills and, and everything <laughs> she spilled on Twitter. But this is a G-rated show, yes. so we're going to keep it that way. We're going to keep and it And we're just way. going to talk about basketball here. Yep. Just going to talk about basketball. So, you know, this is a, a guy who, when he's on the court, he's great. He's one of the best players in the NBA. No question. But that's the problem. When he's on the court, yeah. it seems like he always finds a reason to not be on, not the, be court. on the court. You're exactly right. And I think we, we talked about this even back in his college days. Um, you know, there was always the whole, the red flags of this guy's durability. I mean, everybody thought it was some incredible Hulk amazement moment when he burst out of his shoe at Duke. And, he, of course, he was on the shelf for, what, about a month uh, with, an, with uh, the MCL injury as a result of busting out of the right. shoe. But that was really just a sign of what was to come. I mean, you know, we, we were enamored and mesmerized by his, his feats of strength in college. But understanding the NBA – the level of talent is much more elite than it was when you were at college, right? Exactly. And if you're not taking care of your body, if you're 
not, I mean, I mean, the guy is a freak of nature because he's doing things at 285 pounds that the human body was just not designed right. to do, right? Right. And it's amazing for a 30-second highlight on SportsCenter, but it's not going to get you through an 82-game season. Exactly. And, and I just feel like the Pelicans, you know, they went all in for this guy. Like, you know, it almost feels like they leased the city. That's exactly right. <laughs> Ryan Williamson. And – I mean, he's he's never going to give you – he's not even giving you half a season. Right. Yeah. I mean, physically he can't do it, but then when he can physically do it, mentally he doesn't care. Yep. I mean, this is a guy who I think kind of used potentially going to New York to team up with his former teammate R.J. Barrett. And uh, who was the other guy? Cam Reddish, who really has yeah. – Mm -hmm. amount of anything but the three of them going to to new york and and uh, having a reunion and i think the pelicans got scared and thought they were going to lose their guy and not get anything for him so you know john morant got his money uh i don't know if barrett got his i think he did too he did um and so i think they felt pressured that hey if we don't give this guy an extension then he's going to be gone and we're going to be stuck with nothing. You know, yep. I'm still kind of heard about this with Shaquille O'Neal, Orlando Magic in 1997 or whenever that was, 96. But um, we ended up with nothing, right? And I think that's what they were concerned about. But I'll never forget when reporters were talking to him after he signed that contract. And they said, you know, what are your thoughts about this contract? And he had the $150 million smile. Yep. They offered me 30 million dollars a year why wouldn't i take that yeah. and that should have been the sign right there that was like mm, this isn't gonna work and you know the, the the situational irony of what you just said uh with they were afraid of being left with nothing they essentially were still left with nothing because he doesn't play <laughs> you know? exactly. so so you paid for nothing you know i mean it's, right <laughs> i mean it's 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 like uh, you know you, you've got this uh, you've got a Porsche that's been in the shop forever, and you know you're like, well, I'm afraid of you know if if I don't get it fixed here right now, it's gonna end up being an old Porsche that doesn't work, and so you spend all this money uh, and the Porsche is never fixed, and so right. you're still left with a Porsche that doesn't work. So exactly, I, I mean that's that's really the story of the uh, Pelican's life. Uh, lifespan with Zion Williams. That's and exactly right. I just don't think I think in pregame we talked about he's essentially a LeBron James that never took care of his body. That's right. That's exactly right. Day one just said, reminds me of John I'm guessing that's Hot Rod Williams he's talking about. Was that his name? John Williams? Yes, Hot Rod, Hot Williams. Rod Williams. From the Cavs. From the Cavs. I can't remember where he went Man, I'm having a tough time. Day one, I'm going to need a little bit of, of assistance on that. I remember he got paid a lot of money. I can't remember if that was with Cleveland. But, yeah, he ended up being a bust. Yeah. Um, but that was, what, the late 80s, something and, like that? Yeah, I mean, even the early 90s, he was still considered a force because it was Hot Rod Williams, Brad Doherty, and Mark Price. Uh, and uh, Craig Elo. Craig Elo. <laughs> Steve Kerr. Yep. <laughs> yep, people forget Steve Kerr was on that Cavs team too. 
Yeah. So speaking of, of disappointments as well, uh, or potential disappointments, is, I mean, the jury is, is, is still out. Bradley Beal, Trey, Phoenix Suns went all, right. all in, all in for a third star, a big three. Exactly. There you go. Thoughts on the big three. I guess they didn't look. Look in the uh, the sports almanac to see <laughs> the success of teams over the last 20 years that have had a legitimate big three. And that's why I say legitimate, mm -hmm. because you could argue the Miami Heat, not le legitimate. Nope. If you remember, there was talk about Bosch not even being considered one of the big three in Miami. Mm -hmm. So he went from averaging 20, 22, 24 points a game with Toronto to being a role player. I mean, that's, that's exactly what he was. He was, he was essentially a role player. They, they didn't have a big three. We even talked about uh, the first real big three from our modern era that we really kind of give credit to was um, the Boston's with, with Allen Garnett and Pierce. And I mean, there was only one championship produced out of that. And, you know, obviously Paul Pierce became the alpha for Boston, but it was one of those type of things where Garnett and Allen essentially rotated roles of being that second guy. And when one of them was the second guy, the other one was basically a high-level role player. Right. You know? I mean, if Allen was your was the, the third guy in the big three, then he was basically just asked to make shots, which was essentially what he did with, with the Heat. Exactly. Um, and if Garnett was in that third spot, he was he was that guy that was getting you rebounds and and you know could get you some shots in the post, but he wasn't carrying a team by any means, or he wasn't uh, you know he never performed at just just uh, high level superstardom that they envisioned when they went with the big three. Exactly. And, you know, then you could talk about the 2017 Golden State Warriors. But can you? Because Clay Thompson definitely took a back seat to Durant and Curry. Correct. I mean, it was that's all you heard about. You know, I, I mean, you know, oh, yeah, that was a good one, Eric. Yeah, they didn't make the playoffs. So, so we're starting <laughs> to see just how bad this big three experiment is. Look at what the Nets tried to do with Harden, uh, Durant, and Irving. I mean, that was that was a that was a, a huge miss, and, and they couldn't even stay on the court. That's right. And 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 I know you even mentioned it here. I mean, the prospects of Phoenix—they traded. They're trading away Chris Paul. You even talked about, uh, and you can give the uh, the listeners even more uh, in-depth info on that. But between uh, you know, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. Now, Chris Paul, I mean, look at what they've given up. And, okay, everybody on paper, oh, we got Durant and we've got Booker and we've got Bill. When's the last time Durant even uh, finished two-thirds of a season? Right. Exactly. I mean, you know, I mean, he got hurt in the warm-ups this year. And he was First gone game. for like five or six weeks right. after that. Right. I mean, That's and, right. And then Bill. He barely played this year. He's injury prone right now, and he's older. That's right. Exactly. You know, you had you had Duran in Brooklyn, and he'd be the only guy playing because 
Kyrie was hurt and Harden was hurt until he got traded or yeah. Kyrie, you know, wasn't paying attention to the, the vaccine stuff. And in New York that he couldn't play, yeah. you know, so it was all Durant for a lot of games. And now I see Booker stepping in, into that Durant Brooklyn role mm -hmm. where it's going to be Durant. Correct. Or, I'm sorry, sorry, Booker. And Durant's going to be hurt and Beal's going to be hurt. And meanwhile, you gave up Mikael Bridges, who averaged 26 points a game in Brooklyn. Yep. And Cameron Johnson, who averaged like 16 points a game. Yep. So, oh, and now Chris Paul, who averaged 15 points a game and nine assists. Great. To get, I mean, obviously when Durant is on the court, he's still one of, if not the best mm -hmm. basketball player on earth when he's on the court. But Bradley Beal, I mean, you could be talking about a guy there that's a, a big fish in a little yep. pond. And what's he going to do when he's on national TV 60, well, probably not 60, 40% of his games. Yeah. And, and I believe this is going to age very well for us. But you have three very ball-dominant players on the court at the same time. And you don't have a true point guard anymore. I mean, all you've got is Payne, who had an amazing, what was it, 2021 playoff run? That's right. And that's the only reason that he's not in the G League. Right. And that's, that's all you've got. That's right. You've leased away any playmaker in terms of a, a, a facilitator, facilitator to bring in an injury-prone guy who's going to demand the ball as much as the other two guys that you have who are elite-level scorers. How's that going to work? Exactly. And, I mean, did you, did you hear how Chris Paul found out that he was traded? No. His son told him. Wow. He saw it on Twitter. Wow. So what Chris Paul said was the owner, his name is Sheba or something like mm -hmm. that, he was in talks with Isaiah to bring Isaiah Thomas to bring him in in some kind of capacity. And Chris Paul thinks that this was an Isaiah thing to wow. get him out of town. Mm -hmm. um, but wow, I mean, you've got a guy that basically put the Phoenix Suns on the map. Correct. Nobody knew who the Phoenix Suns when Devin Booker no. was scoring 70 points. They no. were averaging 35 or whatever he was averaging. Nobody knew them. Nope. In the first year, Chris Paul goes over from Oklahoma City. All of a sudden, they're in the finals. Correct. You need that type of guy. Chris Paul is a glue guy. Completely. He's a locker room guy. You, you have to have guys like that. And he's a and, winner. He just knows how to win. He has a competitive drive. That's right. I, I mean, I would take Chris Paul any day of the week over some guy that is, is happy with losing by 15 if he got 40. That's right. That's exactly right. So let me ask you this, Rod. We, we've talked about how this experiment hasn't worked. So out of the three, let's just say they're all healthy. Durant, Booker, and Beal. Who's going to become more of a role player on the squad? I mean, I mean there's, no, there's no doubt it would have to be Beal in this case. Because Booker has is, is, is laid stake to the claim that he is, I mean, he is the centerpiece for Phoenix. I mean, he's been with the franchise from the get-go. I mean, he's younger and he's and he stays healthy. 
And so he's the guy that, that you have to have as that go-to guy. And, of course, Durant is a guy that can just go off at any point. I mean, Durant can still be comfortable in, in kind of the role that he was in with Golden State. But, I mean, what, what can Bill say or bring to the table to, to justify why he needs the ball as much as those guys? Sure. Yeah, so they would have to go good to, a, to a role. And, of course, our, our, our listener, day one, Eric, just brought up the point that, that they don't bring anything uh, to the table defensively. So I just – even if, if, if uh, you know, they score out of their minds, I just don't see this experiment helping them win a championship by any stretch. Right. Yeah. And now they've got three super max guys. Yep. So they have no money to sign anybody except – the um you know ron harpers of the world um these guys that have never won anything before and so they'll take less money to go to to win a championship i mean pat beverly now has a place where he can go and 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 yeah (laughs) (laughs) pat beverly that's right yeah and i mean i'm sure there are probably plenty of guys that'll take the mid-level exception to go play correct over there you know, to to not be like Charles Barkley, um, mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing, these guys that Carl Malone, John Stockton, you know, nobody, these guys, I mean, you saw it when Denver won the championship. I mean, these were like little kids. It means a lot. And once you have hundreds of millions of dollars, why not just win a championship on the way out the door? Yeah. Kind of like what Carl Malone and uh, – Gary Payton yes. tried to do with the Lakers exactly. on the way out, right? And that's when they lost to the Pistons, I believe. That was correct. Yep, that's right. So they'll probably get a couple guys, but to trade away close to 60 points a game, 57 points a game, I mean, nine assists. Paul was averaged nine assists last I know. year. And, 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 and then to your point about uh, having a ton of people who take the vet minimums or the mid-level ex- uh, exceptions. We saw that experiment fail miserably with the Lakers the year after they won the championship. That's right. I mean, they were a, a team full of guys who were, you know, like five to ten years earlier, like, you know, elite players, but you, you can't, they couldn't stay right. healthy. Right. Exactly. So uh, speaking of health, let's switch over to kind of the life aspect of our show. We are the culture of splife, so intersection of sports and life, and talk about some of these athletes that have had problems with their mental health. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned earlier uh, Ricky Fowler, right? Uh, I mean, that's just an amazing story about him uh, getting just uh, – being very candid with, with, with the public about uh, his struggles with his, his mental health and, and how it impacted uh, what he did in terms of golf, right? So, uh, you know, uh, give, give the listeners a little bit of insight about that, and then we'll just uh, get an opportunity to just really show how that really translates over in our own lives, right? Because right? we always hear in, in the public right now about mental health. And it's more than just a buzzword. And this guy was a, a prime example of that. So go ahead and give them a little bit about, uh, you know, what you what you uh, read up on. Definitely. Yeah. So Ricky Fowler, you know, he was 
all of a sudden his, his game kind of went away from him. And uh, because of that, it kind of became a dark time in his life. And I'm sure there were other things going on because there are more, more things have to do with mental health than just outside experiences, right? Mental health is, is not something that you can cure with money. And I think seeing these athletes that struggle, Ricky Fowler, uh, Osaka, mm -hmm. can't remember her first name. Naomi. Um, Naomi, yeah, exactly. Um, these, these players that actually come out and say that they're having these challenges, I think is a great thing. And I think people that kind of turn the blind eye to that to say, oh, they have millions of dollars. They just need to get out on the tennis court and play. They need to get out on the golf course. They make how many millions for four days of work? You know, these types of things. They just don't understand that mental health is bigger than how big your bank account is. No, there's no question about that. And, and one of the things in, in, in saying that there's a different level of pressure when you're a high profile athlete or public figure to where every move you make is under a, a, a microscope, right? That's right. I mean, and so if you're having a bad day, you know, like there's millions of people that are still like looking at you have a bad day, right? right. Um, and, and so that level of pressure is added to what's already hard, which life is hard, right? right? And so, and we were talking about in pregame that what you see, whether it's the frustrations, whether it's any meltdowns, everything that you see out on the field, on the court, the, uh, the course, wherever you are, it's just, it's an outward manifestation of what's going on on the inside. Right. That's exactly right. You know, and it's just like we said too. They are human beings just like us. I mean, the the bank statements being different doesn't change the human experience. That's right. I mean, that's just a circumstance behind everything, and circumstances are outward. But you know, whatever's going on inward is always where everything starts, and it just manifests outward as a result of that. And we can even look at it in our own lives. I mean. If we're having a bad day, or we're going through something at home, or we're going through some type of challenges, whether it's health, whatever it may be, it impacts our ability to do our jobs on a day-to-day -day basis. Sure. So just imagine if we had millions of people watching us do our jobs and we had a bad day to start off with. You know, like there's an immense level of pressure. And like I said, even in our in, in the privacy of our homes or just behind you know closed doors with our corporations, you know you can see you can see it on our faces if something's off, right? That's exactly so, right. So I mean, it's we've got to, and you know we hear the mental health, like focusing on mental health. I still just feel like it's it's a buzzword now, right? I don't think people honestly grasp the importance of actually dealing with it. Right. I think we've just gotten to a point where it's just it's just a phrase that we throw in. Like no no offense, but you know, I'm gonna pray for you is almost like a phrase more than it is what actually happens. Right. And I think when we talk about focusing on mental health, it's more of a buzzword now. That's exactly right. 
you know, and I don't know what Ricky Fowler did from a, a therapy standpoint. I'm sure he did something major. You know, I hadn't seen him on the on the course for a while. Um, I know he got married. I know he has a daughter now. Um, and here we are, U.S. Open, and he sets the the all time record for the lowest score in U.S. Open history for the first 36 holes of a major or of, of the U.S. Open. And um, I, I thought what was awesome is he was just so excited that his daughter was there. He said, man, she doesn't care if I shoot a 65 or an 85. She's just happy to see me. You know, so I'm sure that he received professional help, but I'm sure having these positive um, experiences in life contributed to things coming back around. He uh, called his old coach, uh, which I believe his name is Hank Keeney, which if I remember correctly, I believe that was Tiger's first coach in the, in the mid nineties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, he fixed his, his golf game and now here he is, you know, he just looks like a completely different person on the, on the golf course. He's interacting with fans. I saw him give uh, autographed golf balls to fans and stuff. And he's just in a whole different place. And in fact, one funny thing that happened was he missed a putt and somebody, I haven't listened to the video cause I was watching it last night when everybody was already asleep and I didn't have my AirPods in, but um, somebody yelled like, what are you doing out there? And he just shrugged his shoulders like this and then <laughs> tapped his little three foot putt in to move on to the next hole, you know, kind of thing. So you have to be in a good place mentally to be able to, kind of have fun with the with the spectators so he just looks like he's in a completely different place and i'm really happy for him imagine that inner peace boosting your ability to perform at what you do that's exactly right and you know expectations you mentioned you know being the top whether it's on the golf course or on the tennis court if you have someone who is mentally, I don't want to say mentally unstable, but you know what I mean, mental, yeah. their mental health is unstable. Um, Naomi Osaka, mm -hmm. for instance, the number one tennis player in the world, the standard that she's created by winning so many mm -hmm. tennis championships becomes what? The expectation. Yep. And so when she goes out in the quarterfinals, everybody, on her and, and she's, you know, she gets all and this she's, negative and she's growing to pieces yeah and, and i mean and, and what you even just said i mean even if you're performing at a high level and you're not in a in a good place uh mentally or emotionally your high level of performance is is, is not sustainable yeah. and ultimately they they're having that crash and burn that's exactly right and i think it's a great thing that this is happening in sports because it is magnified to levels that we never could have imagined. Right. And it will help Joe Public to be able to be okay with, or Joanna Public, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. To say that they have an issue so that mm -hmm. they can get that help because these players that they look up to, um, people that they look up to, are getting the help that they need absolutely i think too often I mean, people don't find out that their loved ones have a problem until they're at the funeral yep until it's too late that's exactly right yeah 
I, I mean, you're you're exactly right about that. I mean, uh, if, if our listeners take anything away from this podcast as well, it's okay to not be okay. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, and we talked about it pregame, Antonio Brown. I mean, I've said it a million times. He has not been the same person since he got blasted over the middle by Vontez Burfecht nope. in the divisional playoff game. No, nope. I mean, that guy about took his head off. And he's been, I don't want to say a head case, right? That's, yeah. that's not a good thing. That's in my no head. No right? intended, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's just been, I really think that was the beginning of CTE for him. And I, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. I mean, this guy right now is the poster child for CTE. That's exactly right. And I don't think he's getting any help because no. it's probably just like an alcoholic, just like a drug addict. They probably don't think they have a problem. No. I mean, he's, he's feeding into his, his mental illness and he's almost carried it to being a persona outside of himself. I mean, like he even talks about I me, mean, I mean, another, I mean, there's multiple personalities right now going on with, with Antonio Brown, A.B., whoever you want to call him. Right. Um, you know, but it's it's almost become an attention getter for him as a as another grandiose, you know, uh, extension of himself as opposed to this guy's crying out for help. Right. Somebody's got to step in. He's got to take initiative. Some, something has to change. That's right. That's exactly right. So the question of the night is, did he play in the arena football game that he said he was going to play in? And did he pay himself a million dollars? <laughs> in the I'm, I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to figure out if, if, uh, if, 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 if uh, AB is going to pay me, Antonio Brown, a million dollars. You know. <laughs> in this trash arena league. Yeah. I mean, who owns a team and calls the league trash? You know, I just, I, I mean, the re biggest red flag for me is if I work for a company or played for a team and I had to depend on this state of Antonio Brown for my paycheck. Exactly. You know, no doubt. I, I mean, you know, and, and like I said, we, we, we're certainly not making light of mental illness uh, because this guy needs some help. But the gravity of the situation that, that he's got people counting on him right now. Right. And a team and a franchise counting on him is scary. Oh, yes. Definitely. And this team was really good before he took over, I believe. I think they had, like, the top quarterback in, in Arena Football League. And I think he released him or something. Like, something crazy happened. I mean, don't quote me on any of that because I read it a long time ago. <laughs> but, yeah, not paying players, not paying staff. I mean, I, I just don't oh, get man. it. Don't get it. So, well, man, that was a, that was a pretty action-packed show right there. It really was. Definitely. Um, day one, thanks for chiming in. Oh, if, absolutely, uh, as always. A couple of people come in. Don't be afraid to, to chat, right? We want to interact with you. Um, heck, say something. Maybe we'll change the whole show, and we'll talk about what you want to talk oh, about. You know, absolutely. you just never know. We want Interact to with us during the week. I mean, there's... If there's some interesting, uh, if, if there's some some points of interest that you want to hear us discuss, we'd be more than happy to. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I mean, we could have talked about 
Bob Huggins. You know, we could have had a whole show about that guy. So if there's anything you want us to talk about, this is this is your show. Absolutely. We want the listeners to be enjoying everything that we're talking about. So if you want to throw something out in the hat, do it. And we'll probably talk about it because, um, again, as Rod said, we want this to be interactive. Um, mm-hmm. Someone who, who talks a lot, you know, adds a lot to the show. Maybe we'll bring them on the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. You know, because we can have four people on the show at one time. So um, obviously we know day one's already been on the show, right? And uh, we've had guests and we'll have more guests. And we're just going to continue to bring the best um, opinions and obviously a whole lot of fact, right? But opinions around the facts. And we're going to be here as long as we can be here, right? It doesn't matter what season it is because basketball season's over. And we, we still talked about that. Um, we'll be talking about football. We've talked about golf. You know, we'll, we'll literally talk about anything. Life, we're just some, life, some any sports junkies. You want, to, you want to talk about. We will. We, we, I, I mean, we truly want this to be a the, the, in the purest form of an interactive show where That's you have a stake in this show as a listener. That's exactly right. So uh, we will be back next Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Sorry, we took a week off. Um, Rod and I both had had uh, time with our family, so we had to be away. But uh, hopefully we were back and better than ever today. But check us out on all social media platforms. Um, we're, we're everywhere, and uh, we're trying to get better at, at posting. And when we post, if you see something, comment on that. You know, we, we like that engagement. I've been kind of talking back and forth with some people when I've been posting things. So um, we love doing the show. We're going to continue to do it. And until next Tuesday, y'all have a great week. Have a good one.